Hi, I'm Pam Stone and welcome to Natural Health Simplified, where we help you cut through the noise and provide simple, science-based strategies to help you live a healthy life. Now, we've previously heard from Leslie Braun about the importance of good nutrition as the foundation of healthy immune system function for children. So in this episode, we'll look at the role of herbs and also probiotics, which are different to nutrition, and see what role they have. And we'll learn what the evidence tells us about this in helping our kids do better. And as always, we'll be looking for those simple child-friendly and parent-friendly tips to put into practice. So I'm very pleased to welcome back Leslie Braun, the director of Blackmore's Institute. Hello, Leslie. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Pam. How are you? Oh, very well, thank you. Now, again, very much looking forward to talking to you today and drawing on your knowledge in this area. So we all know that good nutrition, as we've said, is the cornerstone of good health. In the last episode, we discussed this and we also looked at the key immune nutrients, but there must be more. And herbs and probiotics are also very popular. So how do they fit in? Is there a role for them alongside nutrition for our kids? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that's the short answer, yes. But I'll give you a bit more, Pam. Mm-hmm, good. <laughs> Look, I'm really pleased you asked because nutrients are essential for the body to function effectively and deficiencies really can hamper the way our immune system responds to fight illness. We talked about zinc and iron deficiency before as two really common examples. But in contrast, herbal medicines work differently. Many herbal medicines do contain small amounts of micronutrients, but importantly, they contain many different active components, which can work in many different ways to promote healthy function in lots of different mechanisms. This helps to stimulate a healthy immune system, amongst other things. So actually, herbs and nutrients can work together hand in hand to give you a much stronger effect. That's interesting because I have actually noticed that some formulas do contain both herbs and nutrients together. So that said, what are your go-to herbs when it comes to helping our kids do better with colds? Look, Pam, I've got two standout herbs that we keep in our kitchen cupboard at all times. The first is a herb called pelagonium. And this herb has been used for generations as traditional medicine in South Africa for things like respiratory infections. Oh, that sounds good. So is there any science backing this up? Absolutely. So not only is it a traditional herb, but over the last few decades, pelagonium has been the focus of many different clinical trials. So there's been a nice strong body of evidence that's been growing to support its use in both adults and children. The pelagonium has been clinically proven to relieve the symptoms and reduce the severity of symptoms associated with acute bronchitis in children. But I have to emphasize here that if your child has symptoms like a fever or chest discomfort or an ongoing cough, especially if it's got really horrible mucus with it, Mm. they need to get checked out by a doctor. Mm, Of course. So how do we use pelagonium with our children? So pelagonium is available as a liquid preparation. In fact, we've got it at home because it's suitable for adults as well, and I've taken it, and it actually tastes pretty good. Mm. Um, but it is, it's is—it's got that herbal taste to it, of course, because it's a herbal medicine. But one of the things that's really important and great about this is it is suitable for children two years and older. So there's not a lot of things you can give for young children, but pelagonium has been tested and been shown to be effective for young children. And because it's a liquid, it's quite easy for them to use. So I keep it in the kitchen cabinet for the first signs of a symptom, and at that point you take it out and that's when you start using it. 
So it's not one of those ones you need to take every day. Okay, great. So now you also mentioned that you do have a second favourite. Can you tell us about that? (laughs) Well, the other one has to be Echinacea, of course. Uh Um, I mean, it's so popular. It comes from North America and it was traditionally used in Western herbal medicine for generations to relieve symptoms of mild upper respiratory tract infections, amongst other things. Now, this is, again, one of these herbs that more recently, in fact, over the last couple of decades, has been the subject of many different types of scientific investigations, test tube studies and clinical trials, you name it. There's been so much thrown at this herb. And most of the work is actually being done in Europe, although there has been some research done more locally in Australia as well. And for very good reason, it's become really, really popular. Now, another good thing about echinacea is it can be given to children over the age of two, which is, again, fantastic. So you've got pelagonium, which is suitable for children over the age of two, and echinacea is the same. And similarly, you can find echinacea liquid, which is really great when it comes to giving it to young kids because you can dose for that age group and with higher amounts of that liquid, you can dose for the other and older age groups. So it's really important to look at the label to make sure that people get the right dose for the right length of time. And the way I use this is, again, keep it in the kitchen cabinet, bring it down at the first sign and symptom and start taking it at that point. I'm pleased to hear you say that because I must admit I have twins, as I've mentioned once before. And, yes. And yes. when they were growing up, and they're kind of grown up now, but when they were when they were growing up, I'd never heard of pelagonium, but I had been recommended echinacea and it was available in liquid form and that was in my kitchen cupboard as well for all the years that kids were growing up the the first sign of a sniffle or a you know a sore throat or whatever out would come the echinacea drops and I sometimes used to add a little bit of vitamin c powder to that concoction as well so I'm glad to hear you Ah. reinforcing that you can combine the herbs and the (laughs) and the nutrients that's smart actually Pam what I used to do with my kids is I used to put it into um a glass with a little bit of water and a little bit of honey in there as well Mm. and I don't know about you but um that went down really well (laughs) (laughs) and maybe that you can tell me this maybe that would also be good for a cough because I wanted to ask your advice about coughs kids get lots of coughs and it could be really hard for parents to know what to do so what do you suggest we we try there Look, cough is very common, you know, very common in kids, and it can happen for a whole lot of reasons. Sometimes it's when um, kids have got, you know, blocked noses or running noses and it goes down the back of their throat. It's called post-nasal drip, and they're just clearing their throat. But sometimes it can be caused by an acute viral infection. In many cases, coughs do resolve on their own, but clearly if it becomes more serious and they become unwell, they're going to need to seek professional advice. When it comes to kids, the current Australian guidelines state that cough and cold medicines shouldn't be given to children younger than six years old and should only be used in those that are six to 12 years old on the advice of a health professional. So you've got to be really careful here when it comes to a cough, particularly if it's been around for a little while. There is another herb that I think would be really good to mention at this point, and it's called ivy leaf. And ivy leaf can also be helpful for children's coughs. But of course, as I said before, if a cough lasts for a couple of weeks or your child's starting to look really unwell, it's important to go get medical advice. 
Oh, that sounds good. And of course, when you say those Austra- about those Australian guidelines uh, with cough and cold medicines, they're the over-the-counter type medicines, aren't they? So it's That's right. good to know that yep. there is a herbal option that can be given to kids in that younger age group. Mm-hmm. So we've got some good go-to herbs for children there. So is there anything beyond herbs that really is useful to help their immune system function? Well, believe it or not, probiotics. Ah, good. <laughs> So a lot of people think about probiotics and gut health, but in fact, there's a really clear link between gut health and the development of healthy immune system function during childhood. So the two are really well connected, which makes sense as to why probiotics can be useful here. So it's not just probiotics, it's also prebiotics. And prebiotics are those things that you can find in the diet, which can help to create a very healthy microbiome. So high fiber foods are going to be important to help with that. Mm -hmm. But also fermented foods are really important for kids' gut health. So that's things like natural yogurt, for example. Oh, good. I was going to say, if you can't get them to eat some of those fermented foods, uh, yogurt is a good go-to. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, you can, and like you, can, you said before, you can put lots of things in yogurt as well yeah. to give it even that extra boost. Oh, very good. So tell us, tell us a bit more about this. There, there are clinical trials. There is good evidence to support all this. Well, one of the things that a lot of people don't realise is that the gut contains 70% of the body's immune cells. That's 70%. Mm. It's, it's, it's huge. It's quite fascinating to know that there, there is that link. It's amazing, yes. Yeah, and it's, it's a very strong link we know now. Mm. And there's also certain strains of friendly bacteria in the gut of babies and children that we know not only supports intestinal health but also supports immune system health. Mm. In fact, many people may not know that babies from six months old can actually take probiotic powders that are specifically formulated for their needs. So again, it's very safe. It's even safe for babies. Obviously, Mm. check the dose, but it can help with creating a nice, healthy microbiome, which will be important, not just for gut health, but also immune function. Mm. Oh, that's good. And, And you talk about specific strains, and I guess, is that where the evidence comes in? Exactly. So, in fact, there's been one trial that was done on children attending a daycare centre and they used a probiotic strain called Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. Long word. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. And Mm -hmm. they did find that it significantly reduced the risk of upper respiratory tract infections when they took it over a three-month period. And can you imagine kids going to daycare centres, you know, one child comes in with a runny nose and a bit of a cough and before you know it, they've all got it. So it was the perfect place to do a trial like this. Well, that's that's fantastic, actually. That's a great result. So if we don't remember the specific strains, at least that's a guide to telling us to check probiotics uh, supplements, I guess, that have been clinically trialled for children that might reflect what's been used in that evidence. Mm-hmm. That's right, Mm. exactly. Great. So is there anything beyond this that we can do to help kids' immune health? Well, I think getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I I often talk about diet and nutrition but also sleep, making sure kids get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And why this is important is because sleep affects the body's ability to fight infection. Now, ideally children up to the age of 12 need at least 10 sometimes even 12 hours of sleep every night. Um, I know my kids used to constantly try and convince me they didn't need that, but, you mm-hmm. know, they always paid the price, grumpy and tired and irritable and then they'd catch something. So we've got to be quite vigilant on this. It's 10 to 12 hours of sleep every single night and extra rest is also going to be important, particularly if they've got an infection, to help them to recover. 
The other thing that you can do is if a child's got symptoms like a cold and a blocked nose and a bit of a cough, you can use a humidifier in their room to increase the air moisture, which can also help to make it easier for them to breathe and it can relieve some of the nasal congestion. Mm. And of course, you know, good hygiene. And I think we're all getting into that habit now like never before. Mm. <laughs> Washing hands regularly and covering our mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze. And ideally coughing into your elbow. I think we've got to just keep doing that for, for the future. Good, mm. Yeah, good habits, as you say, to reinforce at a very early age. That's great. So, mm. Leslie, you've given us so much great information today. What would be your take-home take message to sum this up? When it comes to herbs, my, my top two go-to herbs are echinacea and pelagonium. These are the two herbs you can find in liquid form, perfectly safe for young children, and keep them in the kitchen cabinet so you're ready to go when you need to. Mm. You can give cough mixtures, uh, get cough mixtures with ivy leaf, which can be good for cough, but watch coughs. They can turn nasty very quickly. And the other key things are ultimately there's five tips, and that's diet, nutrition, adequate sleep, stress management, exercise and hygiene. Get those five things right, whether you're a child or an adult, and you'll be going a long way to doing better with common colds and even flus. Thanks, Leslie. Great advice. I think if we can apply any one of those tips, we'll be well on the way to promoting good immune system function for our children. Thanks, Pam, for having me. And next time I'm going to ask you about twins because... I I just think what you have done there, I'm sure you've got many more tips and tricks to share with everybody. I certainly do. Happy happy to share them. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And you've been listening to Natural Health Simplified, powered by Blackmore's Institute. So thanks for joining us again today. As always, you can find this episode's links in our show notes. And if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. So please do get in touch at info at blackmoresinstitute.org. Tune in next time when we'll offer simple self-help tips for easing sore throats, sniffles, coughs and other unpleasant cold symptoms. I'm Pam Stone. Thanks for listening. Listening.